make progress in this year that you have not made in the last year. So rejoice in the mercy, the goodness of God, and yield to the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Well, open your mouth wide. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Give me some water. Praise the Lord. 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 Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. Thank God <clears throat> for the Holy Ghost. How many of <clears throat> believe what the Holy Ghost is saying about you? Amen. Uh, I want to look at Ephesians chapter 3 and verse uh, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. And uh, this is one of uh, the prayers of Paul. And it's one of the prayers that we were instructed to pray oh, many years ago by Dad Hagen or by Kenneth E. Hagen. So we prayed the Ephesians 1 prayer. And then he said, uh, pray the Ephesians 3 prayer. And he said, don't miss a day. So I started doing that when I was 17 years old. 17 years old. That's been a while. Amen. And so praying those two prayers, but the Ephesians 3 prayer has some things in it that's not necessarily in the Ephesians 1 prayer. And so you pray it, put your name in it, take it personal. And you would say Ephesians 3, 14, for this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. So this is your prayer. This is what you're praying and you're saying, Father God, I bow my knees to you and I'm asking you, verse 16, that you would grant me, so you're making it personal, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory, that he would grant you, and you say that you would grant me according to the riches of of your glory. The glory, the glory of God would be simple definition, the manifested presence of God. The riches of his glory, and this phrase is in the New Testament four times. The riches of his glory. In other words, his manifested presence that he would grant you because of the blood of Jesus, you've been act, given access into the realm of glory, the abundance of his presence, of his glory, and everything that's in the glory. Amen. Dad Hagen used to say, the glory's here. Amen. There's times when the glory will roll in, which is more than just uh, you know God is omnipresent. The glory is something different. It is that he is manifesting and registers on your senses. And sometimes you could even see the glory. We come in and fill the house. It happened in the Old Testament. It happened, of course, on the day of Pentecost, the glory of God. So I said, when the glory is here, he says, whatever you want, just reach up and receive it. From his glory. So Paul knew something about the glory, the manifested presence of God, and the abundance, the riches, the resources that are all in that realm of glory. How many of y'all like to touch that realm of glory or step out of the natural and step over into the realm of glory? We've been given access by the blood of Jesus. So he says that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might 
by his spirit in your inner man. So he says, Father God, I'm asking you that you would grant me to be strengthened with might. The word might there just means mighty power. Strengthened with mighty power. And the Amplified says, by the Holy Spirit himself indwelling your inner man. The Holy Spirit himself indwelling your inner man. The Amplified says your innermost being and your personality. So Paul is really saying that you and I would be strengthened with mighty power, tremendous power. And how many believe you can know when that's happening? Amen. To be strengthened with mighty power by the Holy Spirit in your inner man. So everything really is, is dependent upon the strength of the Holy Spirit in your inner man and that you yield to the Holy Spirit and he works in your inner man with mighty power. Then whatever's happening in your inner man affects your outer man. Amen. So when your inner man is strong, strengthened by the Holy Spirit, then the devil can't dominate you. Your flesh can't dominate you because your inner man is strengthened with mighty power. Amen. Even changes your personality when your spirit's strong. So he says, this is not something that just happens once in your life. This is something that has to happen continually. Amen. Strengthen in your inner man. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. How many believe he could do that for you tonight? Hallelujah. Well, if he's going to strengthen your inner man and the joy of the Lord is your strength, then there's going to be have to something like that's going to have to happen. Amen. It's the joy of the Holy Ghost. Do something in your spirit, in your inner man. Praise the Lord. All right, go back down here. We got to finish this. So he says, when your inner man is strong, he says, Christ dwells in your heart by faith. So you become conscious that Christ, the anointed one, is where? On the inside of you. He dwells in your heart. And then that's going to affect your faith, isn't it? All right. Praise the Lord. He says, Christ dwells in your heart by faith. You're rooted and grounded in love. Amen. The love of God is shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost. So when you're yielded to or filled with the Holy Spirit, it's easy to love people. Amen. When you're filled with the Holy Spirit, then you don't notice all the faults of everybody else. Amen. That river is filled. So when the waters run low, we, uh, Trent is from Colorado, and when those rivers run low, you can see all the trash in the river. But when the rains come and the snow melts and that river's filled up, you can't see no trash. And so when you get filled up, you just don't notice all the trash everybody else. Amen. Amen. In other words, my daddy would always say, you can tell how you're getting along with God 
by how people look to you. In other words, you're not near as close to God when all you can see is what's wrong with everybody. But when you're close to God, you're filled with the love of God. But uh, we used to say, you know, in the South, uh, all the girls get prettier at closing time. You, you know what that means? That means you are under the influence. <laughs> and so they're all prettier. Everybody, everybody's prettier when you're filled with the Holy Ghost. Now, actually, the Holy Ghost will actually make you better looking, so you might consider that. But when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, it affects how you see other people. Amen? So he says, uh, the love of God shed abroad in your heart. Are you uh, are strengthened in your inner man and you're rooted and grounded in love, verse 18, may be able to comprehend with all saints, length and depth and breadth and height. And verse 19, and to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. So here he's saying that you and I could be, should be filled with all the fullness of God. And the Amplified Bible says that we might have the richest measure of the divine presence. Yes. Wow. Amen. Conscious of his indwelling yes. presence. Amen. Thank you. Practice his presence in the sense that there's a book somebody wrote years ago that they made sure they did not go one day without being conscious of his presence. Then they said, then they decided they wouldn't go one hour without being conscious of his presence. Amen. So we know that some people are self-conscious. Come on, some people are people conscious. Some people are devil conscious. Some people are time conscious. Some people are unconscious. (laughs) But when you get filled with the Holy Ghost, he makes you what? God conscious or God inside minded. You become conscious, filled with all the fullness of God. So you would have no sense of lack if you were filled with all the fullness of God. Praise the Lord. Amen. So he says to be filled with all the fullness of God. So when you're filled and Ephesians chapter five, verse 18 says what? Don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. And that's really in the continuous sense where it means to be filled and filled again. You say, well, how come I have to be filled again? Because you leak. In other words, you don't just get filled once. He said, you and I must be filled and filled again. So Smith Wigglesworth in his book, Ever Increasing Faith, and a lot of times we love to study faith, and Wigglesworth is one of the best people to study it under. And yet his book on Ever Increasing Faith is almost half of its own faith and half of its own the Holy Spirit. So his book, Ever Increasing Faith, he said, our only safeguard from dropping back to our natural mind from which we can receive nothing from God is to be filled and filled again with the Holy Spirit. He said, I want to get you out beyond all human thoughts and plans into the fullness 
of the vision of God. He said, we're commanded by God to be filled with the spirit. He said, being filled with the spirit is not just a luxury. It is a divine command that we cannot meet the conditions of this day without being filled with the Holy Spirit. He said, the measure you fail of this, you're that far short of the plan of God for your life. All right, let's try this out of here. In other words, to be filled with the Holy Spirit, whatever measure you don't meet up to being filled, then you're that far short of what God wants to do in your life. All right, go to Ephesians 3.20 while you're there, right there. Because you can't separate Ephesians 3.20 from 16, 17, 18, 19. I mean, we all like Ephesians 3.20 on the refrigerator, but you might as well go ahead and put 16, 17, 18, 19 all on the refrigerator because you ain't never going to get to 20 if you don't do 16, 17, 18, 19. All right, y'all still with me? So now that filled and filled again with the Spirit of God, filled until you overflow. Amen. Amen. Filled until you become conscious of his presence living on the inside of you. Amen. Dad Hagen said, I know people that have studied faith under me. He's talked about himself. And we teach faith the best that we know how. But he said, I know, I can tell you people that studied faith under the best faith teachers and never did receive their healing. But when they were filled with the Holy Ghost, they were instantly healed. Are y'all still with me here? Amen. In other words, how you receive the Holy Spirit will determine how you receive. All right, we'll say that one more time. How you receive our yield to the Holy Spirit will determine how you receive everything from God. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. I said, thank God for the Holy Ghost. Amen. And so he's going to do a work in your innermost being and personality, strengthen your spirit. And one translation says that he'll give you the power to win. I don't know about you, but I, I don't like losing. I never like losing in nothing. I don't like losing. I never got good at losing. And I got an older brother, younger brother, and man, even Nacho Libre. Don't you want to win? So if you want to win, the Holy Spirit will strengthen you and your inner man so that you win in life, in your body, in your family, in your marriage, in your job. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. All right, y'all got Ephesians 3.20 yet? So that you're filled and filled again with the Holy Spirit. And then he says, verse 20, now unto him who is what? Able to do what? Exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to his power that works in us. So it's not according to his power, but it's according to how much of his power is working in you. All right, let's try that one more time. I said it's not according to his power because with God, 
unlimited power. But he says he's able to do exceeding abundant. All you can ask or think according to what? All right, let's go back to verse 16. He's going to do that according to how you yield to the Holy Ghost. Boy, I feel like I'm slapping somebody right now. I said, how you respond, not you, sister. So according to how you respond to the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Amen. How you recognize and how you yield to the Holy Spirit. Come on, and we're living in a day that never has been before. I mean, in the new covenant, the blood covenant, Come on, it's not just the apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers that have the Holy Ghost. Every believer has the Spirit of God living in them. Yeah. That's true. There's some unusual creatures here, I'm telling you. Yeah. The same Spirit raised Christ from the dead dwells in So now, how many of you like to have some Ephesians 3.20s happen this year? All right, come on. Let's try it again. How many like to have some Ephesians 3.20s? I'm talking about this year. I'm talking about this year. How many like to have some stuff happen in your life that you go, that blows my mind. I'm telling you, that's way beyond what I could ask or think. Amen. Hallelujah. So Dad Hagen said, he said, the most spectacular things that ever happened in my life happened after an extended period of time of praying in the Holy Ghost. Come on. He said, the greatest miracles ever happened in my life. So we're talking about a guy that's been in the ministry for 65, 70 years. The greatest miracles ever happened in my life happened after an extended period of time of what? Praying in the Holy Ghost, yielded to the Holy Ghost, or letting the river flow Amen. out of your belly. The greatest miracles. And then he said, and the greatest financial miracles that ever happened in my life happened after an extended period of time of praying in the Holy Ghost. Are y'all still here? He said, when I say extended period of time, he said, I'm talking about more than one hour. Amen. Of being yielded to and praying in the Holy Ghost, letting the river flow out of your belly. And there's riches in that glory. In other words, the Holy Ghost never shows up broke. You get filled with the Holy Ghost. My God shall supply all your need according to his what? Riches in glory. Praise the Lord. Somebody ought to get happy here tonight. Amen. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. I said, thank God for the Holy Ghost. Amen. Jesus seemed to be pretty excited about him. I mean, Jesus, I mean, he's teaching on the Holy Spirit. John 14, 15, 16. He's teaching on the Holy Spirit. He's pretty excited. He's like, I'm going to go away. Don't get upset because it's going to be to your advantage. When I go away. I'm going to send the comforter of the Holy Spirit. And he goes, and when he comes, all right, let's try this out over here. And when he comes, how many think Jesus knew what was going to happen when he comes? He said, when he comes, he's with you now. You know his presence. But in that day, he is going to move in you. 
forever. I mean, the Holy Ghost had a total change of address. I mean, he moved into you and he lives in you forever. So when Paul's praying this prayer, what do you think he's saying? Man, this prayer is full of revelation just in the prayer. He's saying, Father God, I got on my knees. Amen. In other words, this is such an amazing thing. It knocked me down. I got on my knees. I said, God, I'm asking you. In other words, it must be necessary to desire, express that desire in prayer. I'm asking you, Father God, amen, for a fresh anointing of the Holy Ghost to strengthen my inner man with mighty power. Come on now, not be dominated by the the devil or the world or the flesh, but I'm strengthened with mighty power. When I'm strengthened with mighty power, I become conscious that Christ, the triumphant Christ, the healing Christ lives on the inside of me. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Thank God for the Holy Ghost living on the inside. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Boy, the great thing about the Holy Ghost, come on, is after church tonight. Come on, he's going to go home with you. I mean, you don't, you don't, we don't have a basket, you know. Leave the Holy Ghost here. He goes home with you. Come on, he's going to ride in the car with you. He'll be at the house with you. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Father, I desire. Father, Hallelujah. I desire. Now, Wigglesworth, you got you to gotta have a pastor like this. So it's on fire, right? Amen. 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 Smith Wigglesworth said, you can have as much of the supernatural as you want. I, I just want to know if anybody in here wants anything. I mean. He said, you can have as much of the supernatural as you want. Huh? How much you want? Come on now. You want one portion, double portion? How much you want? Come on, because God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all you can ask. Or think. How much you want? Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. Ha, ha, ha. Glory to God. <laughs> Praise the Lord. All right, now, uh, my dad would always say this, you know, and you think about it, but it is true that the Holy Spirit, my dad would say, can do more in five minutes than you could do in five years. All right, now think about what your five-year plan is. The Holy Ghost can hit your five-year plan and do more in the next five minutes than you, you could do in five years. Come on, he could accelerate the whole plan of God for your life. Come on, and all the resources God has available for you, if you'd just be filled with the Holy Ghost. What, what, could, what could the Holy Ghost do is what I want to know. What could he do? Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Come on, an angel comes to Mary. You're going to have a baby. Come on. You ain't going to have no daddy. Mary goes, uh, uh, can I ask one question for you, Lee? How shall this be? 
The angel goes, ah, this is way beyond your pay grade, lady. I'll just tell you this, the Holy Ghost will come upon you. The power of the highest will come upon you. Amen. Are y'all still here? Come on, that's the answer to every one of your questions. How shall this be? The Holy Ghost shall come upon you. The power of the highest shall come upon you. Come on. Hallelujah. The things that you're believing for, the things concerning the will of God for your life. How shall this be? Come on, God gives you a dream beyond what you could do naturally. How shall this be? The Holy Ghost shall come upon you. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Working on the inside of it. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So Jesus taught John 14, 15, 16. Jesus taught them about the Holy Spirit. He's like, when he comes, you'll receive him. Because when he comes, he's going to take everything that is mine. And everything the Father has is mine. And he is going to show it to you, the King James says. Other translation says he's going to transmit it to you. All right. So the Holy Spirit takes everything Jesus has done for you, everything, and makes it a reality in you. Or let's say it this way. The Holy Spirit takes everything Jesus has done for you and everything he is doing for you now at the right hand of God. Let's try this out over here. I said, the Holy Spirit takes everything Jesus has done for you and everything he is doing for you. And then he translates that into personal victory. Come on, y'all stay with me. He translates it. In other words, you can have a lot of theology with no personal victory. But the moment the Holy Ghost gets involved, Oh, I'm tired. The, the moment the Holy Ghost jumps on that, he brings personal victory in your mind, in your life. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Well, you ought to get happy right now. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. Come on, I would have fainted, I would have collapsed, but the Holy Ghost strengthened me in my inner man with mighty power. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. Come on, he's my helper, he's my strengthener, he's my advocate, he's my intercessor. He is the greater one living on the inside of me. Come on, he quickens my mortal body. He brings healing and life to me. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. He helps me to pray when I don't know what to pray or how to pray. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. So you can't be any closer to Jesus than you're yielded to the Holy Ghost. 
People say, well, I just really, really want to know the Lord. Don't be talking to me about the Holy Ghost. She <laughs> said, you ain't going to know me without the Holy Ghost. You better learn to know the Holy Ghost. So Dad Hagen said, the world needs to be taught to receive Jesus, but the church needs to be taught to receive the Holy Ghost. I was 17 years old when I got filled with the Holy Ghost. Man, I thought, what in the world is that? Anybody that have that? I mean, my, one of my favorite testimonies is Kathy Duplantis, you know, Jesse Duplantis's wife, Kathy, because Kathy was saved and filled with the Holy Ghost before Jesse. And we were just preaching down there a couple of Sundays ago. So I always have them, they tell me their testimony again. And Jesse actually called my dad his spiritual father. So he's kind of like a closer relationship, brother. So Kathy said she went to a Holy Ghost church. You know, there is a difference. Yeah, that's the difference. You have a Holy Ghost church. So she went to Holy Ghost church and she's been saved. She had received Jesus. But they talked about being filled with the Holy Spirit. Well, you, there's not two Holy Spirits. There's only one. And if you're saved, you've got the same Holy Spirit. It's just when you're filled, that's a whole new dimension of the Holy Ghost. Just a greater dimension, yieldedness of the Holy Spirit. So it said she went down to be filled. I want everything. I got Jesus, man. I want, come on, I want to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Whatever that is, I want all of it. She said she went down to the altar, and they were praying for people to be filled with the Holy Ghost. And she said, and I heard somebody screaming down there. I mean, have you ever been to a Holy Ghost church and people got a little wild? You're like, man, they scared me. Well, what really ought to scare you is a church with no Holy Ghost. That ought to scare you. But they went down there and the people got a little wild. And she said, and she went down in front and she said, I'm going to be filled with the Holy Ghost. She said, I heard this woman screaming. She said, what in the world is that? She went, oh, I think that's me. And I, she got... didn't even know. She was like, ah! <laughs> Come on now, the same spirit raised Jesus from the dead. You get filled and yielded to the Holy Ghost. Come on, you may start going, ah! What does that mean? This is more than I can contain of the life of God. Come on, the goodness of God. I got filled. Come on and fill again and fill again. More than I could contain. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. All right, look at Romans 14, 17. Romans 14, 17. So you're talking about the Holy Ghost, the purpose, the work of the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Amen. So you know Romans 14, 17? Here's what he says. The kingdom of God. What do you know about the kingdom of God? Well, we know a few things from Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. We know a few things about the kingdom of God. And then the apostle Paul has to come up with this one. (laughs) 
You know anything about the kingdom of God? Well, Paul says, let me just bring it to you like this. He said, it's righteousness, the gift of righteousness, the peace of God, which means you're not upset, frustrated. And then he says, and it's joy in the Holy Ghost. So joy in the Holy Ghost is what we would call kingdom culture. Kingdom culture, that means different countries have different kind of cultures. But if you're in the kingdom of God, there is this thing called joy in the Holy Ghost. That only people that have ever had it know what it is. And know how to recognize it. And they say, I'll tell you what that is. That's joy in the Holy Ghost. (laughs) So it's different than regular happiness. All right, let's try it again. It's different than regular happiness. It's a kind of joy that is not available anywhere in this world from any amount of stuff you got. Come on now. This is joy in the Holy Ghost. It's a supernatural joy. I said it's a supernatural joy. And whenever you're filled with this joy in the Holy Ghost. Come on, you'll lose your mind. Y'all pray for the pastor. Whenever you're filled with this joy in the Holy Ghost. (laughs) Are y'all still with me? Listen close, listen close. Because a lot of times people say, I don't understand the purpose for this. Well, this is is all still Ephesians 3.20. This is all beyond what you can ask or even think. Glory. I'd like for God to do some things that's beyond what you've ever asked for. You said, I never even thought about that. Come on now, you hadn't even thought about it yet. You hadn't even thought about it. Hadn't even entered your mind about the possibility of what God wants to do in your life. You just go, I never even thought about that. It's beyond what I could do. So we call this joy in the Holy Ghost. And I feel sorry for people who've never had it because they're like, that's strange. I don't know how you're going to act when you get to heaven. You get to heaven, you're like. So this joy in the Holy Ghost. So, so write this down real quickly here. So C.S. Lewis said, C.S. Lewis, I can't say it no better than him. So I'm just going to quote what he said. He said, joy is the serious business of heaven. I think we have a few drinkers here tonight. I was looking for the drinking section. I found the drinking section over here. On the front row, the drinking section. It's time to get serious. Joy. Joy. You say, what's he doing? He's getting very serious right now. Joy is the what? Serious business of heaven. 
So you might want to tell the person sitting next to you, say, excuse me, tonight I need to take care of some serious business. Excuse me, I don't want to hurt you, and I don't want to embarrass you, but I need to take care of some serious business. Bigger than me, only the Spirit of God could do that for me. So I'm going to have to yield to the Holy Ghost and let him help me take care of some serious business. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Serious business. <laughs> Serious business. <laughs> serious. How about say serious business? I'm serious business. You know what that means? It's too big for you. You can't take care of it naturally. But the Holy Ghost will take care of it for you. If you'll yield to the Holy Ghost, you'll take care of some serious business. Come on, concerning your life, your future, and the will of God, and the provision of God, serious business. Glory. 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 Hallelujah. Serious business. The Holy Ghost will have you mm. laughing at the most unusual time. That's unusual. I said the Holy Ghost will have you full of joy and laughing at the most unusual time. Come on, when you ought to be worried. Come on, when you're struggling with something and the Holy Ghost say, let me take care of this for you. And you yield to him and you just start saying, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. I cast all my cares on you. You care for me, so I, I don't have to worry about a thing. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Come on. It's too bad that Bob Marley did not have the Holy Ghost. I mean, come on. Don't worry. Be happy. Don't you worry about a thing. Come on. You can't get that from smoking nothing. Oh, you get that from Jesus, man. You get that from the Holy Ghost. Come on. You get this from Jesus, man. <laughs> I said, you get this from Jesus, man. <laughs> So I couldn't understand him, but you hear it from Jesus' mind. It's the Holy Ghost. Don't you worry. Be happy. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. So on the day of Pentecost, they not only spoke in other tongues, but it said they thought they were drunk. Now, you know, people act different when they're drunk. I don't know. Y'all ever been around anybody drunk? You ever been around anybody drunk? How many of you ever been around anybody drunk? Don't be embarrassed. Come on. They ain't drunk. They ain't thinking right. They ain't worried about nothing. They drunk. 
on the day of Pentecost, they got filled and they was drunk. They must have been acting drunk. Yep. Yeah. Amen. That's true. Amen. Well, something must be in the water. Come on, Jesus said, come and drink. There must be something in the water. So they were, they were intoxicated under the influence of the Holy Ghost. Come on, think of the persecution that they faced, and yet they had the power of the Holy Ghost on the inside of them and the name of Jesus, and they carried the glory and the fire of the Holy Ghost. Come on now. They had fire on their head. Come on, fire burning on the inside of them. Took out the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. So excuse me, uh, I got the Holy Ghost. Excuse me, I got the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, some people drink better than other people. I'm going to have to get away from him. He is a, he is a total drunk. Some people drink better than other people. Jesus said, come to me and drink. He didn't say, come to me and think. If you drink better, you would think better, but he didn't say, come think. He said, come and drink. In other words, in his presence, receive, yield. You can't drink with your mouth shut. Open your mouth. Drink. So the day of Pentecost was the original drinkers. I mean, you got 120 original drinkers. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Thank you. All right, I'll get back to joining the Holy Ghost and I'll try to finish. So Dad Hagen said this because he had Holy Ghost meetings for 15 years. But I grew up in a Holy Ghost church. So you don't ever know what's going to happen if you go to Holy Ghost Church. It don't necessarily happen every Sunday. You might just have a normal service and invite a friend, and then the next week is like a Holy Ghost meeting. They're like. So I had to warn my friends. I said, this is not a normal church here. A friend of mine accidentally came to my dad's church when I was in high school. And a friend accidentally, I didn't invite him. I don't know how he came. He came and I went, oh, Lord. I began to pray. I said, please, Lord, let's try to have a dignified, normal service. Please, please don't let nobody talk in tongues. And please don't let my mother, because my mother would get filled with the Holy Ghost and just shout and just run around the church. So I said, Lord, please don't let that happen. Dignified. So I sat with my friend. I warned him. I said, it's not normal. Don't. Be afraid. I'll explain it all to you later. <laughs> the lady starts speaking in tongues, and he got his eyes. He said, is that, is that Latin or something? I said, no, we ain't Catholic, man. That ain't Latin. That's Acts chapter 2, man. That's a Holy Ghost. Then that lady, uh, Sister Evans, you know, when she was speaking in tongues, she had false teeth, so her teeth would click and clack together. 
But she was blessed, but her teeth, I don't know how she couldn't keep her teeth, you know, so. So if you didn't have the interpretation, if you knew Morse code, you could figure out what the Holy Ghost says. He goes, True story. So then, <laughs> then there'd be an interpretation. And then my mother would go, hallelujah. And I knew it was all over once my mother went, hallelujah. And she starts drinking. And then she took off running around the church. So my friend says, who is this woman? I said, I have no idea who this woman is. I was so ashamed it was my mother. You know, my mother was running around the church. <clears throat> then my daddy would get up and try to explain it to the visitors, you know. You don't have a Holy Ghost church if you don't have to explain things to visitors. So my dad would get up and say, now this is the manifestations of the Holy Spirit, you know, from the New Testament. And he said, and now some of you think that's not necessary. And it's not necessary unless it's necessary. So while they're trying to figure that out, they're like, well, I don't think it's necessary. Unless it's necessary. Maybe it's not necessary. But I don't think it's necessary. Been running and shouting and laughing and so. I don't think it's necessary, but it might be necessary. Yeah. So you always got these people that have a little peanut brain yeah. that think they know what's necessary and what's not necessary. They don't. Come on, but if Naaman would have said, I ain't going to dip in no muddy Jordan River, that ain't necessary to get cured of leprosy. He would have died. Come on. But he just waded out there in the muddy river and went down seven times and he came up healed. Must be necessary. Come on, if Joshua would have said, I don't think you need to shout while those walls are still standing. Come on, he never would have had a miracle. But when he shouted, man, it must have been necessary. And the walls came down flat. Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo! Glory to God. <laughs> If that would be the end of it, it wouldn't be so bad. My mom would run. You know, my, my friend said, who is that woman? I said, I have no idea. Later on, I would try to keep him away from my house so he wouldn't know that was my mother. Because my mother would be praising in the house and praying in the Holy Ghost in the house. Come on, this ain't just for church. I said, this ain't for church. You ought to be running around the house. Come on, praying the Holy Ghost in the house. Come on now. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. He's going to go home with you. Hallelujah. He's going to live with you in your house. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. He'll put joy in your house. Come on, joy at the house. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. I got joy in my house. Come on, not just in God's house, in my house. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. Hallelujah. <laughs> I 
Joy in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Look at Acts 13, 52, and I'll close with this here. Acts 13, 52. You know that verse? The disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Ghost. So if you were a follower of Jesus, one of the characteristics would be what? You're full of joy and full of the Holy Ghost. You can't get a sad Holy Ghost. Can't get a mad Holy Ghost. You just got a glad Holy Ghost. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Even if you're a grouchy person, he'll make you a happy person. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. And so they were continually filled with joy and filled with the Holy Ghost. Even in the most difficult times, full of joy, full of the Holy Ghost. So my mama, she would just drink. She would receive, you know what that means? Drink, receive, and just drink. You know, they, we talked about one of our presidents that said he smoked marijuana, but he did not inhale. That's what our president said. One of our presidents. He said he did smoke marijuana, but he did not inhale. I thought, well, what's that like? I mean, you're sitting with a bunch of people passing a joint of marijuana around. And so you just fake it. You just put it to your lips and just hold it in your mouth. You the person next to you, they go ahead and take it and inhale. And they get the benefit of it. They're like, oh, bruh. And you're like. When I read that in the paper years ago, I thought that happens in church all the time. Come on, people sitting in church, but you can't get them to inhale. They'll just go, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. But what happened if you went ahead and inhaled the breath and the glory of Jesus and <laughs> you got so full of joy and full of the Holy Ghost, you couldn't contain yourself, man. <laughs> means you get under the influence. Come on, your spirit, your soul, your mind, your body, your life. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Phil. I don't know. So my mother would run, then there was another guy in the church named uh, Sidney Smith. I actually, uh, um, those, that group of people from that church have gone on to be with the Lord. And this guy's named Sidney Smith, and he kind of ran a little cafe, but it's a kind of a bar. And my daddy would go into that cafe, he and his br brother, E. Smith, and would witness to them, and they would make fun of him, make little smart out comments. So my dad said, I'm not going in there no more. But the next Sunday, because it's a small town, you know everybody, they, they were in church. And they got saved. 
Well, before they got saved, they had been pretty rough characters. And so, they're pretty rough. But they became the best soul winners in my dad's church. How many people got saved? Because, man, they ran with some rough people. So, they got saved. So, they weren't real showy guys. They're pretty rough guys. Pretty tough guys. They weren't real showy. But when the Holy Ghost hit my mama, you can see Sidney Smith, you know, he's a pretty strong guy like that. Big barrel chested gun cut on his face. He'd been a fighter. <laughs> so when my mama would run, you see the Holy Ghost come on Sidney and you could tell his countenance. He's like, oh, Bushiba, God, talk to myself. <laughs> You know, if they ever get their lips moving, you know the Holy Ghost starting to work on them right there. <laughs> you say, I don't know what it is, but it's more than I can ask or think, I'll tell you that. So then the Holy Ghost started flowing, and, and Sidney would come out like that in the center aisle. And he's a big guy, and he started to stomp like that. You know, we would call it a dance, kind of like a war dance. He'd go, <laughs> now you might laugh with him but you don't laugh at him because he's a bad he's a bad dude so he was never the kind of guy that would try to draw attention to himself you know what I mean but when he got filled with the Holy Ghost he couldn't contain it he's like he's, he would stomp all the way down the aisle just stomping full of joy <laughs> whole countenance would change. His whole personality would change. Full of the Holy Ghost. Go ahead and laugh for a few minutes. Full of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Then Sister Houston would come to church. I mean, Billy Burns knows all these people I'm talking about. And she was like the richest woman in town. She had fancy clothes, fancy cars. She had diamonds and stuff. And she'd come over after Baptist church. They dismissed before us. Our church kept going. And she'd come over there and she, you know, she loved the Lord, but she just wanted more. So she'd come over to that church. And then when the Holy Ghost moving, you could hear her in the back. She's real fancy dressed up. She'd go, you could hear her laughing. She'd just laugh. She'd go, yeah. <laughs> kind of weird, you know, like if you don't know what's happening, you're like, what in the world is happening? You lost your mind. So she would just laugh with a high pitched laugh. <laughs> and then she would start walking around the church. So you got my mama running and Sydney stomping. And there's this drunk woman with diamonds all over going, and she would like stagger around, just stagger, you know, like she's drunk, lost in the spirit. And she would end up laying on the floor somewhere in heavenly places with Jesus somewhere. If you would lose your mind, 
And if you knew how little you had to lose, you would let it go. You would lose your mind and get the mind of Christ. Come on and be filled with the Holy Ghost. You could enjoy life. Come on now. You could enjoy the blessings of God if you could just let the Holy Ghost be involved. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Come on. Be filled. Drunk. Until you start seeing things. Visions and dreams. The supernatural open up. Joy. Come on, whatever the devil meant for evil, the Lord turned that thing around for your good. No matter what the enemy tried to do, the Lord turned it around for good. He turned your mourning into dancing and turned your sorrow into joy, turned your captivity, filled your mouth with laughter. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord, for the blood of Jesus. Redeem my life. Fill me. Hallelujah. Ha ha, the joy bubble up out of your spirit. Ha ha ha. So we have people get healed of incurable diseases while they're laughing. Glory. Praise God. They get healed. I can't explain it. Lady came to me and said I was healed of six incurable diseases while I was laughing in the Holy Ghost. Went back to the doctor. I'm perfectly healed. Ha, 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 ha. Come on. Amen. Glory. Ha, 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 ha. So I thought I'd write a book called While I Was Laughing. Ha, 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 ha. Amen. Went to Dad Hagen's meetings. He said, whenever this anointing is present, if you will receive it, if you will receive it, he said, if you'll receive it, he said, joy, you'll either start laughing. He said, or some people will actually start rejoicing or dancing. Dance. David danced before the Lord. Start dancing. We don't have no classes on it. You just start moving like your feet and your legs and dance. Or he said, sometimes the anointing will get so strong. That you, actually the word for glory in the Old Testament is the word heavy. The anointing gets so heavy. He said that people fall out on the floor. That's why they fall. That's why they're slain in the spirit. Is because the anointing is so strong, your body can't contain it. That's why you have to get a new body before you go to heaven, or you just be laying around all the time. You'd be up and down like. Because this body can't contain that kind of glory 
Come on, the lightning of God, the fire of God. Come on, it is tangible, the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Amen. So he said, either you start laughing or joy. Amen. A lot of, lot of demonstrations of joy. Come on, or you might start dancing. My mother would just, she would just run. She didn't know what to do. She'd go, whoa, run. She'd run around the church. So I went to those meetings at my dad's church, really changed my life. But then Brother Hagen had 15 years of those meetings. So I'd try to go to as many as I could. So you have to travel, you know, and be expensive. And I was a pastor of a church. So I'd find out where he was, you know, probably five, six times a year. And I'd just go sit there for three or four days and just get saturated. Wipe me out, man. Praise God. And sometimes he'd lay hands on you, but he didn't have to. He said, if the anointing's strong enough, you can receive it right where you're sitting. But he'd say, sometimes he'd just lay hands on you, and he wouldn't, he wouldn't lay hands on you long. He'd just tap you on the head like that. Let anointing come on you. And most of the time, he wouldn't say anything other than, he, t- he said a few other things over those many years, but most of the time, he would just say, be blessed. Receive that anointing. Be blessed. And then every time I'd go home, new blessing would break out. So I'd come back. I'd come back. Give me another drink. You know, I'd sit up to, close to the front. And say, say, hit me, hit me, baby, one more time. You won't hear from the devil for the next three weeks. He won't even show up for the next three weeks. Come on, after you get full of the Holy Ghost and the fire of God, the devil leave you alone for at least three weeks. You say, stay off my case in the name of Jesus. Because of the blood of Jesus, I'm redeemed. Thank you, Lord, for that anointing. Come on, come on me. So I'd go back again. Boy, wow, I learned how to receive that anointing. New things, new blessings would break out. So I just go there and laughing, running, dancing. And I saw all of Brother Hagin's board members. This meeting was in Canton, Ohio. And all of Dad Hagin's board members were in their 70s. And they were all very prosperous businessmen. They had been in business for years. Abner Yoder was one, and he started off as a carpenter, and now his company did $150 million a year. But he had been Amish, got saved and filled with the Holy Ghost. So he was on Dad Hagen's board. He went to be with the Lord a few years ago, but he still sends me an offering several times a year, really good offer. Really good. I go, whoo, I got the Holy Ghost. Look at that. Well, isn't that great? I mean, after he's already been with the Lord and, and he's still being a blessing. And so, so Abner Yoder, I saw him and other board members just go get so full of joy that they came up to the front and they just started rolling across the floor. And all of them were multimillionaires, but they got the Holy Ghost. 
You know, money ain't going to help you none if you don't have the Holy Ghost. Come on, money will kill you so fast if you don't have the Holy Ghost. I said money will kill you so fast if you don't have the Holy Ghost. But if you got the Holy Ghost, come on, the blessing of the Lord will make you rich and add no sorrow with it. Man, you got the Holy Ghost, so there's up there rolling in the floor. Come on, I was sitting back there watching them. And I was looking at those guys, multi-millionaires in suits rolling on the floor. And I was laughing. And the Lord spoke to me. He talks to me different. He said, why don't you get your broke behind down there and roll in the floor? I mean, these guys did $150 million that year, and they're down there rolling the floor. I'm sitting back feeling that. That's funny. That's funny. No, that ain't funny. That's serious business. Oh, let's try it again. I said, that ain't just funny. That's serious business. If, if, if you... <laughs> If you want some serious business, <laughs> if you want to take care of some serious business, <laughs> if you want to take care of some serious business, come on now. You get full of the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Come on now. Get full of joy in the Holy Ghost and rejoice and laugh and dance and say, Come on, I'm redeemed by the blood of Jesus. Glory to God. Woo! So I do a little bit of dance and say, ha, ha, ha. Glorious joy. Unspeakable. <laughs> Woo! Woo! <laughs> joy unspeakable and full. First Peter says it is joy unspeakable and it's full of glory. You ought to just laugh, say ah. Somebody said, What you laughing about? It is joy unspeakable and it's full of glory. Ha, 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 ha. Come on, according to the riches of his glory, that you will be strengthened with mighty power. Woo, come on, strengthened with mighty power. I said strengthened with mighty power by the Holy Spirit himself in your inner man that Christ dwells in your heart by faith. <laughs> you better sit down, sit down, sit down. Ha ha ha. So what Dad Hagen would do, so I learned from him, so I just do do what he did. Amen. Learn from my dad and my mom, but I learned from Dad Hagen. And so when that anointing would come, he would just walk around there and just see who wants to drink. God ain't going to make you drink. I mean, if you don't want to drink, you can take a horse to water, you can't make them drink. God ain't going to make you drink. 
Amen. But if you recognize that anointing, you go, give me some of that. Say that anointing. I'll just take some of that. Then he'll just tap you on the head like that. <laughs> he'll just he'd tap you on the head like that, and that anointing would come on you, and you go, whoa, wonder, wonder, wonder what's happening here. Come on, God is doing something that is more than you can ask or more than you can think, hallelujah. If you receive that anointing of the Holy Ghost, come on, the fire of God. <laughs> Hold on to him, hallelujah. The blessing of the Lord. The blessing of the Lord. <laughs> the blessing of the Lord. How <laughs> fresh anointing of the Holy Ghost. An increased measure of anointing of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Woo! Thank you, Lord, for the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Woo. Woo. There you go right there. Take, take a dose of that. That'll help you. Hallelujah. The anointing of the Holy Ghost. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Glory. 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 Fresh anointing of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Fresh anointing of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Glory. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this message by Word of Life Church. We just wanted to let you know there's a lot more content on our website at wolapopka.com. From our YouTube channel, to our podcast, to our SoundCloud, and many more events. We also wanted to let you know that we love giving you these messages. And it helps us, too, that if you would love to give to the what we're doing, it helps keep all these messages free. You can just simply go to our website and click the big Give Now button. Or you can text 407-955-5345. And remember, our pastor's vision is this. We grow Christians. So we thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.